Hi everyone, I'm Brune Smith and this is my podcast. Last weekend here in Brussels, I went to a conversation circle at a very cool place called Full Circle. We were given cards with quotes and questions on them that we used as conversation starters. And one of the questions was, are you hopeful for your future? Before you can intellectualize an answer, your body answers for you. And then you go fetch relevant information in your brain to form an answer. And what struck me was most of the answers in the room revolved around the future of the world. As if it was selfish to think and talk about one's personal future, even for 30 seconds within a supportive conversation, given the state of the world. Or as if we were separate from the world and helpless. As if the fate of the world was not dependent on each one of us. As if it was world first, me second. I think that's backwards. I also think, of course, there's social pressure to mention the things that we hear most about throughout our day. And if we're bought into what culture and the media want us to feel, we are immersed in a sea of bad news. Or maybe those answers were just a cop-out that meant, I'm scared. I don't really want to think about my own future. And that's fair, of course. Here's the thing, though. If we can't face our own future and place hope there, I don't think we can be the agents of change that the world needs us to be. If you listened to last episode, you know that I care deeply about dedicating at least some of your attention to the things that are going in the right direction. And they are bountiful. It doesn't make us complacent. It makes us more resilient and inventive. Today, I want to offer you a creative practice that came to me a few months ago and that helped me answer that question, are you hopeful for your future, with, yes, I am. Six months ago, I think my body would have reacted very differently to that question. I would have vaguely pictured a blank space and not the kind that's conducive to creating anything, more like a blurry, dark hole that... I had become accustomed to and didn't care enough to question. I was living within an 18-month vision and couldn't see beyond that. And I wasn't aware of that fact. So the universe did what it does best. It put me on an old tramway here in Brussels, made me fall violently on my butt as the engine took off and it broke my sacrum. Pain level... 10 out of 10, I cried all the way home, barely walking. I felt an immense sense of injustice. And while I was bawling my eyes out, I asked in my head, why, why, why? The answer came the next day as I was lying down in pain and it came in um, it came in the form of a sentence. This is unsustainable. And what that voice meant, wherever it came from, 
was that I was living my life for the short term and that was because I didn't have hope that I would live beyond the short term. I couldn't go on like this. So in order to register into my nervous system that I was going to live a long life and a happy one at that, I took the following steps. So here we go. Here are your instructions. Number one, you're going to set aside 30 minutes. Number two, pull out the biggest sheet of paper you can find. I used A2 paper, which is approximately four times letter size or four times A4. Grab your favorite markers, highlighters, crayons, paint, or other favorite art supplies and put on some relaxing music. Number three, you're going to write down each year that you are going to live until you die, starting with this current year. This might sound morbid, but this actually helps focus on the abundance and depth of the life that is here and ahead of you, more so than on its subjective shortness. I randomly chose that I was going to live healthy and in good company until I am 101. Pick your number. I was born in 1984, so I wrote out 2023, 2024, 2025, all the way up to 2085. This is your time to get creative. Take your time, use a different color every time you change years, you don't have to use the shape of a top-down list or a progress bar because those can feel depressing. You can write them out on concentric circles or upside down from one another using organic shapes. Be playful with it. Just whatever shape comes to you. The great thing about it is that you can do it again differently some other time. But for now, stick with this one. Number four, once you're done, Sit back and take in all of what all those years are telling you. And number five, last but not least, this is perhaps the most important thing. Put this sheet of paper somewhere where you're going to see it every day. I taped it to my closet. This will help you naturally visualize things that you want to fill your life with and come up with creative ideas to bring those things into your life and into the world. It will make you feel like you have so much more time than you think. The media and our capitalistic culture want us to feel like we are short on time and it's so stressful. We can see things differently and feel them into our body differently. This is better than a vision board because it is less restrictive, more expansive, more flowy, more relaxed. It's not attached to achieving goals. It's more playing with ideas in your head. There is no rush. Every year has four seasons, 52 weeks and you will see that day after day week after week after week as you walk past 
your beautiful creation, that you're still actually in the same year. So we have time. We are now and we can be creative today and hopeful for the future. Some of those years that you're going to see on your sheet of paper are going to resonate with things that you have seen in the past. For example, all the statistics about global warming that are telling us that our planet will be inhabitable after 2050. Those come from um, studies and things that are absolutely to be taken into account. And yet, I will still be here long after that date. We and or the next generation will be here living, creating, eating yummy food, loving one another, basking in the sun, petting a dog, playing in the grass, walking in the forest, singing out of tune, helping each other out, protecting what matters most to us, and bearing witness to the mystery of it all. Do we really want to throw in the towel now? Do we really want to refrain from looking ahead based on fear? I don't think that's fair to ourselves or to our fellow humans and the generations to come. There is so much here to enjoy, to imagine, and to invent. Let's start doing things differently. All right, my friends. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to my Substack in the show notes. It's brunesmith.substack.com. To get a weekly recap of the episodes, let me know what you think in the comments under this episode on Substack as well. And even better, let me know how it feels and what surprising things come up for you after you dare to sit and try this practice of hope. Until next time, take in the good. Bye for now. And of course, I forgot to ask you to please subscribe or follow the podcast wherever you're listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please send it to a friend. It helps me tremendously and keeps me going. Thanks so much and see you next time.